Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? I hope you are starting the week off right. Oh, the West Coast. It is finally, finally cool weather. <laughs> I know. Everyone's always like, why did you move to the West Coast if all you do is sit and wait all year for the cool weather? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, but... Cooler weather is here happily. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, allergies as always. How is everyone feeling that flu was going around and then we have everyone, you know, convinced that some of it is COVID symptoms, but um, there's also a little bit of allergy season happening at the same time. So my, uh, my sinuses have not been coping as well. Saw this interesting little, I don't know what you call it when it's more of not a meme, but like a post. And it was looking at life advice from a dog. Now, I think the funny thing about that is that I am not a dog fan. I'm not opposed to dogs. I just wasn't raised in a pet family, and I'm a cat owner. Now, that was something that happened. That was a strange move in and of itself. I was in a relationship. There I was one night Googling. Don't even know what I was looking for. And came upon the picture of a Persian cat. Fell in love immediately, got in the car, drove, and got one. I know it was not a rescue. Persian cats are never, never available for uh, from a rescue place. They, they just don't ever get left, apparently. Uh, I'm a big fan, though, of people using rescues, uh, shelters, and uh, giving animals homes that need them. <sighs> Ready for this one, though? This is life advice from a dog. I think this is actually really uh, really kind of adorable. So the first one was chase the things that spark joy. Now we've heard that. It's a little Marie Kondo, although that that concept has existed far beyond. She kind of coined that term or the concept. Uh, I know I've been talking about joy for decades, but it's, an, it's a good reminder, especially as we move into the holiday season, the holiday season during COVID season. So it's uh, complicated. And really what I think it's about reminding us to do is kind of what we're all trying to do with this mental health focus and talking more about self-care is just a movement towards happiness and contentment and not burning ourselves out and exhausting ourselves. And the reason why I think it's really important during holiday time is because that's a time when I think a lot of people get very overwhelmed. And, you know, as always, whenever we're coming towards the end of the year, which is a very concentrated time with a lot of holidays. You could think that they could spread them out a little bit more. But um, a lot of people start to get overwhelmed because, you know, with COVID, everything isn't the way it might be traditionally every single year. And more importantly, looking at some of the financial and employment impacts of COVID and just life in general, the holidays can be very overwhelming for those that don't necessarily have access to friends or family to spend the holidays or people financially aren't in a position to maybe create the kind of holiday that they traditionally do. And so some people are financially stressed and overwhelmed. So this is just everyone's gentle and kind reminder that just because things aren't the same way that they might've been in the past, maybe constantly changing as we move forward or just this year, it doesn't mean it doesn't have meaning. And so don't, don't lose sight of that. I always, I always, you hear me say this and there's a couple areas of holiday or celebration that I tend to target over and over. But the general, the general message is just that don't, don't lose sight of what the mission statement was. A lot of these holidays were created to bring people together and to punctuate the year with something celebratory. Otherwise we're just on a hamster wheel and uh, you know, it's like, what are we heading towards? And I think the holidays are bookends 
And, you know, whether you're going to be spending it alone or with other individuals, you can still, as I always say, you know, dress up if you want, prepare some of the foods that you're familiar with, listen to the music, watch the movies. And I'm talking all the holidays, Halloween, if you celebrate some of the winter holidays, there are so many or not, you're allowed to pass on it this year. You're allowed to pass on it in its entirety if you want as well. But for those, like I said, that are still celebrating, just give yourselves and everyone else a little bit of a break and remember that it's about spending time with. And so things don't have to be bougie or over the top or perfect. I used to tell my mom that all the time. She would, we would celebrate Christmas and back then we celebrated Thanksgiving and often it was at our home. And my mom would get so stressed out about figuring out everyone's favorite foods and getting the perfect desserts and, you know, the perfect place settings. And for some people, that isn't how the holidays ever were. And for some people it was, but she was always so stressed out. And I'd say to her, it's supposed to be fun. It's a holiday. I would always say to her, it's also your holiday. You're allowed to also celebrate. Even though you're hosting, it doesn't mean that, you know, somehow you don't get to step into the celebratory mood and socialize. And so, you know, we would all try to kind of chip in and help. Uh, But, you know, we were kids and my dad was such a such a standard father back then. So he wasn't such a great help either. Not that fathers aren't good helps. They, They are. But my dad was, you know, a little more quintessential with the old school ways. Um. All that to say, come back to the mission statement. Come back to that joy piece. Um, come back to the joy piece for every domain of your life. You know, and I and that's why I love that question. <clears throat> when something's proposed, asking yourself, what impact does this have on my mental health, and does this give me joy? And I think that should be a lens that we should use for everything. That's the lens I use for everything, no matter what's proposed to me. That's the question: How's it impact my mental health? Because I don't do things that are bad for my mental health, regardless of what they are. And then also, it's got to bring joy into my life. Life is hard enough, right? My life is complex, like everyone else's, and I don't want to bring in things that just make it harder. So, all right, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna keep talking about some life advice from a. I know it sounds corny. Bear with me. I think some of this has some real important applications and also there's a sweetness to it. So stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q in Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we're back. And I wouldn't believe it myself, but I believe it because I'm the one doing it. We're talking about life advice from a dog. And I know it sounds completely ridiculous, but, uh, you know, I think we can get interesting advice from all different sources. And uh, we really need to just be finding things that ground us more. I, I see, and again, I'm not knocking it. This is something that's important for some people and it works very much for them. And it's a framework that I think might help them achieve the goals they have and be very motivating. But I personally am not a fan of things that, or there's websites where there's ideologies or books that are all about optimization and um, you know steps to success. And it's this world and it's kind of an offshoot a little bit, I think of wellness culture, but I use the word optimization because it's like map out your day and, and, you know, have your time scheduled and it's just so rigid. And I always wonder, what are you performing? It, it, to me, it always feels like an attempt to perform perfectionism. If I'm, if I'm up every day at 5 a.m. and in bed by 9 and I'm having my eight glasses of water every hour on the hour and I have my schedule filled out for what I'm doing that day and I get to the gym and I prepare my food and where's the fun? Where's the flexibility? Because I think fun then gets squeezed in those moments. And for some people, that's a necessary way for them to stay stabilized and, and, and higher functioning in terms of mental health. And I sign off on that. But I think for most of us, that's an attempt for us to make up for a lack of self 
self-worth or a lack of acceptance or happiness with where we are and what we have in our lives. I'd rather people be more present, more in the moment and more fluid. You know, a lot of what is mentally healthy is also what's healthy for like our brain. I, I you know, uh, face was always the acronym flexible, adaptive, um, I don't remember what the C is, but E was energized. And I, I, I work with a lot of individuals that uh, really hold on to these ideas as to how they have to perform, how they have to function, how they have to, how they have to look, to feel as though they're an adult, to feel as though they're mentally healthy, to feel as though they're successful. And I want us to move away from that. I'm always trying to normalize authenticity and diversity and creativity and really recenter rest and leisure and hobbies and move away from the idea that we have to look and perform a certain way to have worth. And I think that that's some old school thinking, uh, very, very much tied to in a lot of ways, heterocentric scripts, um, as to what it means to be a man. So all these different concepts bump into each other, but that's why we're taking life advice from a dog. <laughs> so the first one we were talking about the other, uh, last segment was, uh, chasing things that spark you joy. I think that's really beautiful. Pets remind us to be in the moment. They have no agenda and they have so much wonder and they are able to access joy in the smallest things. And I think there's something really mental health centered in that. I think we get hung up on how much does it cost? Is it trendy? Is it cool? Is it the newest? Is it the latest? Is it the greatest? And that's part of optimization culture. It's okay to just do 60 or 70%. It's okay to just do enough. It's okay to just be content with what is. You know, I talk every now and then about things like toxic self-improvement culture. And that's the idea that we always need to be working on ourselves. We always need to be doing better. We always need to be pushing ourselves. That's not true. Where are we rushing to? Who are we performing perfect for? We need to be more content. That's mental health. Just happy with what we have. Finding pleasure in the small things. Uh, I'm trying to do more minimalism. I'm trying to buy less. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of the same clothing. I've stopped buying new clothing. Um, it was keeping me stressed and I was spending too much money. And fashion's also one of the more environmentally negative negatively impactful industries. It's in like the top three. It's quite profound when you really look at the research. Environmental with uh, the sourcing of materials and some of the stains and dyes that are used, but even bigger than that, moving into fast fashion where stores like H&M and Zara and all these other big retailers are just banging out loads and loads of clothing, which gets worn only a few times, falls apart and gets thrown away. So it also leads to waste. And so it's also about, I think, spending less. And that's what I'm kind of taking away from some of these, uh, you know, again, for those that are just joining us, life advice from a dog sounds kind of ridiculous, but there's like an ease and that's always going to be mental health. Anything that is rigid, anything that is intense, anything that um, is stressful, that's not going to be mental health centered. Mental health is about doing good enough, 60 to 70%. I kept saying that during the pandemic. Stop trying to do 100% with your family, with your health, with your jobs. Just do 60 or 70%. Do good enough. Make that your target. Good enough. Because then we're resting. Then we're focusing on pleasure. We're not overloading our systems. We're not burning ourselves out. I think we often underestimate the impact of the systems around us that we're embedded in. Those are also stressors. We can't be watching the news and living in a world where we're seeing people, you know, die in a pandemic, uh, things with Black Lives Matter and things going on in the carceral system. And we're talking about economic, um, environmental catastrophe. You take that into your body and into your brain. That is dysregulating. That is a lot of anxious energy. And then within that, you're living your standard life. We need less optimization and self-improvement, and we need more mental health and contentment, more minimalism. Just be happy with what you have. I would love it if we could go the rest of the year without purchasing. We don't, maybe don't give gifts this year. What would it mean if instead of giving gifts, you just spent time with people and told people that you cared about them and you didn't need to materialize it or objectify it with an object? We're coming up on the holidays and not everyone has the money or the time or the energy to be shopping and prepping. So what if we didn't require that? What if we didn't need to perform love or package it up to give it? What if love and care were just demonstrated by presence and attention and accessibility and we really moved away from some of this materialism? Um, it would help the environment. It would help our mental health. It would make us less stressed. The holidays would be a lot more fun. I think these are really important key components. 
my God, I think of my mom rushing around to get everyone their gifts and to get gifts for friends that were joining us for the holidays and to get matching, you know, napkins and plates and to get everyone's favorite dessert and all these things. And it was like, I think we've drifted away from the purpose of the holidays and also what love even looks like. Um, all right, we're gonna take a little break and come back and we're, we're just talking about life, but through the lens of something cute I saw about life advice from a dog. And I think there's some meaningful things in it. So stick around listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We are channelq.com is where you can go to check out past episodes, uh, but join us, we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back and we're using a lighthearted topic to drop into some deeper deeper conversations and thoughts. So. As I said, over the weekend, I was scrolling around. I saw this thing called life advice from a dog. I'm not a dog owner, not necessarily a dog fan. I know, I know, I know. I'm a cat guy. Anyone that's on my social media has definitely spent time with my cat. God bless her. But I thought some of these points were really adorable, so I wanted to kind of bring them forward and make a lot more meaning out of them. The first one we were talking about is uh, chase things that bring you joy. Imagine if our lives were truly joy-centered. Centered in what makes us happy, not the things we feel like we have to do, not the things we feel like we have to perform to be seen as a real man or a real father or a successful. It's all performative. That's not real. That's ego. Ego is material. Ego is identity. And at some point, we hopefully move away from that. Ego is the work of the first phase of your life. It's very ego-centered. And even for those that are all into Eastern philosophy, which is like, get rid of ego, you're right. But you have to have an ego to get rid of it. And so the first stage is about developing a healthy sense of self and self-worth and boundaries. That's healthy ego. And then we want to move beyond that. So the first stage of life is like, who am I in the world? What's my identity? And, you know, and that's tied to relationship and job and education. I put way too much importance upon that. Uh, because again, first phase of life is your job and your identity and who your friends are and, you know, your socioeconomics. So you're bumping into like classism and even, um, singleism, the idea that to really truly be an adult or successful by a certain age, you have to be in a relationship. And we think that people that are single are maybe less mature or less grounded. That's singleism. So all of that mess. And then the second phase of life you step outside of all that and you realize, hopefully not everyone ever gets there. You realize none of those things matter. My watch doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how expensive my car is. It doesn't matter what job I have. None of those things promise or point to a life well lived. And I've shared this with y'all before, but we look at a lot of the studies and the research people later in life, when they're on their deathbed, when they're retiring, when they're aging and they're looking back, none of them said, I wish I had a nicer car. You know, all they, they talk about things like, I wish I'd spent more time with people I care about. I wish I'd maybe traveled more. It was all experiential. It was all these basic things. It was so minimalist. And I think there's a beauty in that. It's not about the acquisition of things. But the first part of our lives and the culture we live in tells us that you have to play adult. You have to have a house and you have to have a, a partner of some kind and this and that. And we, and we need to kind of transcend and step outside of that. So, you know, again, life advice from a dog, things that spark joy, chase them, also find happiness in simple things. I think that there's something so beautiful in that. That even comes up when people talk about dates. Where should I go on my first date or my second date? And I say, don't try to impress people. That's ego. Don't try to impress your date because you don't want to be with a date that needs to be impressed because that's materialism. They're assessing you based on your spending power and what you can purchase. Don't get trapped with a partner who thinks in those terms. And so not only is early dating really about being ourselves so we can assess compatibility and we're not selling a dream, but we're also learning about the health of the partner and what they might expect from us. So I would say plan honest dates, but also plan simple ones. Ones where you get to spend time with them. Go for a walk on the beach. Do a picnic. Go hiking. Go go see some art. Go to a street fair. Do things that are an experience where you're taking in things, where it's shared experience, but also where it's just about time together and, and seeing what it feels like to be together and not getting caught up or hiding behind extravagance or bouginess. Because again, that can become something that traps you. That can become an expectation. Your date might think that that's your total lifestyle. And so I think there's something really beautiful in that, finding happiness in simple things, buying more, stepping outside of materialism, stepping outside of classism. We don't, we don't need the newest, the latest, the greatest. So again, chasing things that spark joy, finding happiness in simple things. This is all very much rooted in like pleasure activism. 
which is a movement that I'm definitely a part of. I have a lot more work to do within my own life where you really center pleasure and, and pleasure is a, is a mass determinant around what you let it guide you. And I think that that's honestly a mental health centered life. Why, why, why be rooted in a life or a lifestyle that makes you miserable or just adds a lot of pressure. And the more we acquire, the more that that can happen. Um, I think the simplest people are the happiest people at times. What else does a uh, life advice from a dog tell us this? That's horrible. One of them is, uh, this is corny. Stay positive during rough times. Are you FF and positive? No, I, I see. I don't like that. I don't like the toxic positivity. All Loveline listeners know that we don't do that. We, we live in reality. We feel truth. We feel things deeply. Sometimes things are bad. Some things, sometimes things are rough. And we acknowledge that. We allow that. Because mental health is feeling all feelings and feeling them all deeply. It's not about the avoidance of any emotions. Please know that. Mental health is not the absence of an emotion. Like, oh, I'm mentally healthy because I'm never depressed or I'm never anxious or I'm never frustrated or lonely. Well, then you're not living a full human life. You're not really part of humanity. You're a robot. I want people to be able to feel all those feelings. And so if you don't, ask yourself, why am I never acknowledging something in the world that might feel a little heavy or a little dark? There's a lot of things going on. Um, all right, let's take another break. And when we come back, we're going to slide into those DMs. Uh, DMs are always on our Loveland IG page. Got a question or a topic, drop them in there. And then uh, we'll finish the topic. So stick around, y'all. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right, let's see, we got a question. This one says, hey, Dr. Kristen Loveline, my name is Christy. I've been single, talking to people on social media, but it really feels like everyone I meet wants to take care of me. That's an interesting perspective. I don't hear a lot of people complaining in that way about that. Um, they are all, over wow, they are all overbearing. And I feel very suffocated a lot of the time. Started maybe thinking that it was me. Maybe I'm unable to accept love. That's an interesting concept, right? I don't know. I just don't want a mom figure. I want a girlfriend and something not so serious, but that seems to not be the case with everyone I meet. Well, everyone comes on to the uh, single world with different needs, whether it's unhealed stuff from childhood or current relational traumas, and oftentimes within the context of our lives, we have more energy, less energy, more availability. Um, it's interesting during COVID times still, a lot of people are maybe more focused on their basic needs. Some people are really looking for things that are grounding or they're focusing on employment or education or finances. I keep telling everyone, this is still a really great time to meet people. A lot of individuals have been isolating and they're ready to connect, to socialize, to move back towards like eroticism and romance. It could be a really great time to meet someone that might not normally be as available. But it's interesting to hear you say, uh, I wanna make sure I got your quote right. Feels like everyone wants to take care of me. People feel overbearing and I feel suffocated. I don't want a mom figure. Well, anyone that's healthy <laughs> and has a sense of boundaries is, good, is definitely going to be able to hear that. I, I, I think it's smart that you're asking if it's about you. How are you leading? Um, how are you presenting yourself? What might you be doing that's creating this sense in others that you need to be taken care of? I would kind of start there. Are you dating and leading from your more grounded, confident adult parts, which really then only leave room for another adult to meet you where you're at? Uh, sometimes we lead maybe more with our, our, our struggles and our weaknesses, and that makes someone feel like they have to kind of step up and step in. So check in on that. What are the kinds of things you're talking about when you're communicating on, you know, apps and, and, and whatnot. And we learn a lot about people based on how we present what's going on in our lives and we see how they approach those elements. You know, we're always looking for people that can handle intimacy and closeness, which means when we're doing a lot of emotional expression and sharing, they don't jump to solution and fixing. They just kind of hold space and they sit with us. And that's really important um, because a healthy person, <laughs> if you set a boundary and you led with your best and your you know confidence and successes, they're, they're gonna honor that. But then some people definitely have lower self-worth and they feel as though the only way that they can be meaningful in someone's life is if they offer something that that person needs because they feel as though that if they're just themselves, that that's not likable enough, that that's not offering anything meaningful. And so sometimes it's their stuff. 
they need to figure out how to be in your life. But listen, y'all, as a psychotherapist, I love that you are trying to learn about yourself based on what's going on in your dating habits and your dating life. Every part of our lives has the potentiality of being a mirror that reflects back to us who we are, what our work is. And remember, the kind of people we meet does speak to maybe how we're showing up or where our wounds are. And so if you're meeting a lot of people that feel the need to overfunction for you, it might mean, again, that either you're showing up in a way that's underfunctioning or you're meeting people, like I said, that don't have a lot of self-esteem or self-worth and they feel like the only way to really feel secure in a relationship or to feel wanted is to offer something, something other than themselves. So keep tracking that. Pay attention, like I said, how you're showing up, how they're showing up, Um, maybe broaden your scope. But um, I think it's healthy that you don't want a mom, as you said. (laughs) You're not looking for someone to over-involve themselves or micromanage your life because those people, they tend to be seeking perfection or they need to maintain that control. And uh, that's not a long-term, it's not a good model for long-term happiness within a relationship. So this is what we need to do though. I, I work a lot with clients on that. You know, what can we learn about ourselves based on the people we're meeting and the kind of dynamics we're creating? And if that's not what we're looking for, how can we show up differently? It's always a feedback loop. People are playing off of us and we're playing off of them. If you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline G page. Any questions you got, someone else might be wondering it as well. Also, topics you want covered, things you want us to drop deeper into, hook us up and let us know. Uh, we're going to take a little break and we'll come back. And uh, we are channelq.com. That's where you want to go to check out past episodes of the show. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. They're all there. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. But uh, stick around. Like I said, we will be right back. More stuff coming. You are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back and, you know, doing a little quirky tonight. Needed a little little spark of joy. So uh, we're, we're operating off of this um, interesting, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. It was like a, a, like a little meme of sorts and it was life advice from a dog. And again, I'm not, I'm not a dog owner. I'm not necessarily the biggest dog fan as well. And for those that want the backstory, which is probably very few of you, I think a lot of it comes from living in LA where a lot of dog owners are very irresponsible and that it's not the dog's fault, it's the dog owners. And they take dogs that aren't very well socialized or very uh, calm around others into a lot of very public places, coffee shops, cafes, and the dogs are losing losing their themselves and knocking things and barking and scaring and there's people there just trying to you know write and relax and catch up and eat and there's the the dogs have no business being taken out of the house other than for a walk i i don't know why they're dragging the dog into environments that make the dogs feel unsafe or anxious that's about the human's need your dog if your dog is barking and, and freaking out he's not feeling safe or comfortable leave him home where he feels safe or comfortable but if you're forcing your dog into environments where they're acting like that it's about you. It's about what you want. Leave your dog at home. You're you're kind of a jerk, and you're you're being very unkind uh, for those eating and enjoying their space outside, and you insisting on your dog being with you and really ruining that environment and the peace is just very unkind. But it makes some people blame dogs. That's where it went for me. I realized I was like, oh, I don't like dogs, and I realized, well, no, that's not true. I don't like a lot of dog owners that lack empathy. Uh, and aren't really looking at their dog and saying, is my dog socialized and calm enough to come out into these public spaces? And what kind of impact am I having on everyone else's day when I do that? So I think a lot of dog owners are very thoughtless. So that's that's really where that comes from. But I thought that there was something cuteness. So we were talking about before the break, sparking joy and finding happiness in simple things. And I often do look at my cat and I think, wow, she really does have some of this nailed down. Um, doesn't let doesn't let much bother her, you know, really only deals with the important things. And otherwise is just (laughs) really spending her day looking for joy. And I think there's something so beautiful in that. I want more of that. Um, I also thought there was something very sweet in this, and then I will slowly move away from this topic. But it said life advice from a dog. One of the points was give love to those who need it. I think that that's awesome. And that's something I'm trying to always remind everyone. We are a very self-centered culture. And we create these arbitrary ways of othering and separating ourselves out from having any responsibility or accountability to those around us. I was watching, I don't know how familiar you are with this, that show, What Would You Do? Um, I don't remember what the network is, but it's basically a show, and the ethics of it are questionable at times, where they create real life scenarios, put a bunch of cameras, hidden cameras to see how people 
deal with it? Do they step in? Is really what the question is. What would you do? Would you step in when you see these problematic things happening? And the ethics that I think are a little questionable are you're without consent, you're forcing people into some stressful, scary dynamics, which might trigger stuff for them all for entertainment purposes. There's something kind of gross about that, but in checking it out, because I had seen bits of it, um, I thought there was something really beautiful in what I think some of the takeaway was, and that is that we are responsible for what's happening with people around us. And even if it's someone you don't know, or it's that table over there, because this is all in a restaurant, and so it's just tables away, it was really beautiful to see people stepping in when they saw something really unkind or harmful happening, this more, you know, this universal collective care. And so that piece from this dog thing, I know I'm doing a whole segment on uh, a dog meme, but I think it's really beautiful. Again, I think we can learn some really beautiful life lessons from some really random places, which really is the entire purpose of social media these days, especially TikTok, just random people <laughs> putting ideas and philosophies out there. But again, the comment that really set this off was give love to those who need it. I think that's beautiful, you know, um, thinking about those around you. And we talked a lot about this during COVID where I said every day, reach out to people. Reach out to people you haven't heard from. You might be the only person that reaches out to them. You might have made their entire day. You might have also helped keep them alive. You might have single-handedly been a part of them really improving their mental health. You know, a lot of people are living in silence, loneliness, and isolation. And so give a smile to someone. Do something nice for someone, especially people that are struggling, especially the people that are hardest to do that for. Those are often the ones that need it the most. Those that are kind and accessible, still valuable, but they don't need as much as those that are hardened and rough. Think about what must have gone on or continues to go on in some people's lives that keeps them so harsh and hardened and, and, un, and unfun to be around. Those are the people that need the most love, not those that are doing well. You know, the hardest, the hardest ones to give it to are the ones that need it the most. I think it's a really powerful lesson. Um, it usually pushes us away, but those are the people we need to lean more into. It can soften them. Uh, and then finally, we'll kind of go out on this one. Smell the flowers during long walks. Again, being present in the moment. Centering what's going on around you. I, I, I always am so disheartened when I'm looking around the gym or a coffee shop or even the street and everyone's got their face in their phone. Not hearing the sounds of the city, not looking at those around them, not even experiencing the world. Like, what are we looking at? And when you really look at what we're looking at, it's just mess just mess. A lot of what's posted on social media these days is just mess. Nothing meaningful. All right. Taking a little break. We'll be back. So uh, stick around and join us. Listen to Love Lime, Dr. Chris and Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right. We're back. Um, holidays are coming up. Also, a lot of people... Um, are and we're getting married. It, it's, I think, people that had intended to or planned on it, and I guess the world is safe enough where now people are like, all right, execute, pull the trigger, we're doing it. And it was bringing up this whole conversation around vaccines, right? Who's vaccinated? Uh, are they willing to get tested? And I had a friend tell me a really, really heinous story about going to some kind of bridal event, and there's gonna be a lot of pregnant women there and just people in general that were at different stages of health and they had asked that everyone get vaccinated to attend and hours in someone somehow discloses that they in fact had not gotten vaccinated nor had they gotten tested. And uh, people were very upset and I understand why because it was made explicit, please do that in order to attend. And I guess it was somewhat of the trust system, honor system. This person was without honor, also without conscious conscience because uh we have to care about how we impact others like dear god um but it really brought the topic of are you vaccinated and how to ask others before holiday gatherings look y'all there is no special way to do it you just do it hey is there a vaccination policy hey how are you checking to make sure those that are in attendance are vaccinated that's how that's that's what it is and then if you're hosting you have to make a policy um, everyone in attendance has to be vaccinated and I need everyone to confirm that in fact they have. It's just about being direct and clear. There really is no sugar-coated soft way. It's awkward, but it's something we have to do. Um, practice, you know. It's difficult. It's not simple. You're going to be stepping into somewhat of um, 
a little bit of a bee's nest because this is a very politically charged thing and everyone has a lot of individual opinions. Don't feel bad. Uh, and, and also know that it doesn't have to become a larger discussion. It can just be more of a yes or no answer. Hey, here's what's going on. Here's the policy. Have you done this? Are you willing to do it? No. All right. Well, then we'll see you next year. But you're going to have to maybe set those hard boundaries because, well, wait, here, this is actually, I'm looking at an article. This is a, this is a real punchy quote. Ready for this one? This is the quote. If someone rejects us for taking care of ourselves or can't respect our decision to take care of ourselves the way we see fit during a global pandemic, it may be time to consider whether that is someone you want in your life anyway. So here, here's where it got, it, this is what was happening during, you know, voting for Trump and all that really, really having to encounter that there's different people in the world, people you're close to, and that they have different opinions and that some things are politicized in different ways. Uh, you can decide to make this a assessment of these different people and whether or not you want them in their lives, or you can choose to not and make it more black and white and just say, hey, here's the policy. And I understand that people have different opinions on this and that be due to that, you might not be able to attend. Please just let me know. So you don't have to step into the emotionality of it. You don't have to unpack it. You don't have to dramatize it. Just know that, that you can just be more of a black and white, hey, let me know if you are coming and that you have in fact been vaccinated. Send me just like a shot of your card. Everyone will feel safe. And if that's not something you're comfortable or to doing we understand that you know you'll have to pass on you know spending that holiday with us black and white and it is okay to say that it is okay i want to remind those that need to hear this it's okay to set a rule like that to protect yourselves or the health of others that are attending you don't have to feel bad it's you're allowed to do that um <sighs> sorry i'm looking at the other points in this one yeah, because I'm looking at some of the CDC recommendations about ventilation and windows and doors and commingling different families. Um, but the article goes on to say, again, if you choose to not participate, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying is that, look, things are still not ideal. Things are still not seamless. Flights are getting canceled. Um, all sorts of things are going on with the airlines. So not everyone's going to be traveling. So this might not be that big of a deal this year. Maybe everyone's more familiar now because of last year with strange questions and people's absences and, you know, doing things a little differently. And maybe next year we'll be back to business like we used to be and it won't, it'll be a moot topic. Who knows? But we definitely got to get through this holiday. So don't dramatize it. You don't have to exaggerate it. It can be very black and white. Like, here's what the plan is. Let me know who's going to, you know, who's on board and who's not. And you just move on. And I'm always advocating for keeping things very simple and keep them fun. Maybe make it a potluck. Let's just make everything a potluck moving forward. Hey, everyone bring some food. You know, here, you bring some flowers, you bring some food, and we're just going to keep it simple. I'm always an advocate for that. Um, moving away from some of the intensity of the past. Again, I was raised in a family where every holiday was done up. And it was all about who's coming and the food and the decorations and cleaning the house in the most pristine way. And it was just so overwhelming and so exhausting that by the time it happened, it wasn't even fun anymore. And again, as we were saying in the earlier segments, that always was supposed to be the purpose of this. So keep it simple. Don't let the vaccination conversation have to be anything bigger than you want it to be. Some people want to go in guns blazing and make it a political discussion. God bless. I'm personally burnt out on it all. I'm one of those people where I'm doing the more black and white version. Like, here's what's going on. Let me know if you're in or not. Peace. You know, and if I'm invited to something, that's my question as well. Are people required to be vaccinated? How are you, how are you overseeing that? Right. Um, it's such a strange thing. It's such a strange thing. This is all still so foreign to us. So I'm eager for this to kind of clear up. I'm kind of burnt out on this. I keep saying that. Um, <sighs> because it just adds other levels of stress. Not everyone's easy to talk to about these things. Not every you know family of origin has a comfort in having difficult conversations. Not every relationship has healthy boundaries with in-laws and other family members. So if we're really up against a lot, but um, hopefully some of this is ending soon. So, all right, we're gonna take a break in a minute and then we'll be back. We are channelq.com. That is where you wanna go to check out past episodes of Loveline. You can binge, post, share, re-listen, scroll down, look for the show and click on it. And as always, y'all, the DMs are open, the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Any questions you got, Drop them in there, something you might be worrying about, someone else might be as well. Topics you want covered, things you want us to drop uh, deeper into or kind of hit again, let us know. 
Um, always happy to hear from you in that way. You know, I want to get, we want to help you get your needs met. But uh, stick around though. We'll be back listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q in Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back. I wanted to talk about um, tips for sexless, sexless marriages and relationships. So we'll talk about that later in the week. Because what I don't want to do is just burn through it really quickly. And uh, this is radio, so we have time slots. We, y'all, y'all waiting for that music. We got to get back to that music at some point. So I don't want to blow through it. So we'll just kind of touch on this one. Um, I used to. This is a couple years ago. I used to. Uh, I was. I was. I was uh, building a running list of all. <laughs> It was all the horrible things we do to each other rooted in dating, but more so born out of the use of the apps because it's really technology has brought forward a lot of strange social norms and social norms are not always good. And there's a lot of bad ones, ones that are just not rooted in care and compassion. And they, you know, there was paper clipping, there was breadcrumbing, there was ghosting, there was zombieing, um, orbiting, uh, that's like, what is that, five? There's a couple more, and I was just like writing them all down, and they're all horrible. They're All of them really fall under the category of I don't take relationships and other people's feelings seriously. That, you know, the wide category was also saying, you know, I don't, I don't mind hurting other people. And I think we underestimate based on our own experiences, the way people talk about things. We underestimate how we are imprinted by our experiences with others and what we're really always seeking or more importantly, what we're always really needing is a corrective, better experience of others and dating in the world. And, you know, dating is one of those things that has have made a lot of people feel very bad about themselves, the prospects of their future and love and just a lack of safety because somehow being on an app, it's gotten very dehumanizing and we're not really considering that it's a human being we're engaging and talking to and, um, Ghosting, everyone at this point I believe is really familiar with, which is when you formed a relationship with someone and you just kind of disappear at some point because you realize you're not interested and you just never, with, with an, you know, it's an act of care to let someone know, I'm sorry that I'm just not interested anymore. Like it was great getting to know you. It's such a simple thing to do. It can be done with a text, but people aren't willing to do it. And it leaves others in a lot of pain and very confused. And I always say, if someone reaches out, you have a responsibility to say something. If they never reach out and you don't reach out, well, then you're kind of on the same page. Although I want everyone to get in the habit, I'd love for people to say something when they when they lose interest or decide to stop you know, pursuing someone. But uh, in the very least, if someone does reach out saying, hey, thinking about you, did you want to hang out again or whatever it is, say something. That's That's always the gold standard. If someone reaches out, you have to do something. You can't just leave them hanging. And breadcrumbing is like the worst version of that. And it's usually the path that people go for instead of just being very outright and clear and direct. Hey, it was great hanging out with you. Unfortunately, I don't see the chemistry, you know, all the best, which is a very quick text message. I'm okay with people doing that. Instead, they do the, I'll just slowly drift. I'll respond, but I'll, you know, it'll take more time before I do. And it'll be shallower and more superficial responses. And that's easier which is dragging it out and dragging them along. That's either easier than just sending one clear, concise message. Like, wow, because you're anxious. You're, you're prioritizing your own comfort. <sighs> and it's an entire, I was looking at a bunch of articles for something I, I'm working on and it was just talking about all of the different negative outcomes that come along with that. It leaves people with a sense of helplessness, a lower quality of life, the loneliness of feeling excluded. And then it talks about the work that people have to do when they've been encountering a lot of that. They have to remind themselves that not everyone is like that. They have to somehow dust themselves off and, and, and trust again and, and reconnect with someone else, hoping that this person will treat them better. It's such a mess. It's such a mess. Um, and then it actually, I was looking at an article that was hilarious. It was getting into like a work version of it. And it was talking about being breadcrumbed by an employer or ghosted which is like such a strange concept. Um, but I guess the, 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 the headline is that this standard of interaction is kind of leaking into other domains of life where it was really born out of dating and now it's like falling into professional use and social use. So horrible. Um, 
So helpful suggestions for recovering from a breadcrumbing experience. Call it out. Call it out by name. Condemn the practice. Talk with friends. I mean, I want us all to just stop doing it. See the big picture of how breadcrumbing is happening to almost everyone. So that's an attempt to normalize it. Yeah, it happens to all of us. But like, let's instead of normalizing it, say it's happened to all of us. It hurts. Let's all be better. Uh, treasure the people you trust, reflect on their trustworthiness. Isn't that a bummer though? You, in order to feel safe in the world, you have to remind yourself that there are people you can trust that wouldn't do that. Like that's so gross to me. And then finally they say, treasure your own integrity and trustworthiness. All of that to deal with the damage of someone's unwillingness to just say, I don't want to see you anymore. And I always tell people that that is the responsibility you take. If you're going to date, you're taking on the accountability and responsibility of ending it if it doesn't work out. And if you're not willing to do that, I always say, please take a break from dating. But onward we go, you know, harming people. So anyway, climbing back off my soapbox with that. I just think it's an important topic. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Um, anywho, coming up next, we're going to be uh, sliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, we are Channel Q. That's where you go to check out past episodes of Loveline. Scroll down, look for the show, click on it. Bam, you can binge, post, share, we listen. Taking a little break, though, and we'll be back, like I said, for those DMs. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right, let's see. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline, I'm getting married in three months. Woo, all right. And I realized that I have started to feel numb about the entire situation. When someone asks me if I'm ready, all I can do is smile, give a generic response. I was excited, and I do feel like I love my fiance. But recently, as the day gets closer, I feel myself disconnecting. When I'm not thinking about the wedding, I'm perfectly fine, happy, loving. It's just when it pops into my head that it's three months away, I shut down. Is this normal? Do I need to call off the wedding? No, call nothing off. Like you said, when you're not thinking about it, everything's fine, perfect, and loving <laughs> and happy. So at your core, at your most basic, at your most honest, all is well. If when we think of something, we get anxious, it's probably because of... Um, either what we think it means or the, or the realness, the severity of it. And look, big, bold acts of commitment, big, bold acts of you know vulnerability and intimacy building are going to be overwhelming. That's the beauty of it. That's why we do it. You know, marriage is, you know, in theory, supposed to be this big demonstrative, this big demonstrative act of commitment. And so I'm glad it has that weight in it. That's the whole reason why people do it. That's they want it to signify that. It's why people wait to do it. That's why people do it in the way that they do it. You know, so allow that symbolism and the weight of it to maintain. That's the beauty. But um, don't overthink it. Don't make too much. Don't make too much meaning out of your anxiety around it. Commitment to that level should be a little anxiety-inducing. That doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Like I said, you know, your core center point is happiness, contentment. That's what you're going to be marrying into. So remind yourself that getting married is more of that. If you still do the work, the happiness you feel before should be the same happiness you feel after. Weddings are supposed to be a public display, a ritual of commitment. That's all it is. And, you know, remember, some people don't like this truth, but remember that it doesn't even have to be forever. What? Yeah, that's right. At any time, if you realize you've outgrown it, you've grown in separate, you know, directions, and you realize that, you know, it's not about doing the work to reconnect. It's just that we aren't necessarily wanting this anymore or we're not right for each other. You can exit. This doesn't have to be forever. That's not what marriage is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about a demonstration of commitment that you're in this and you'll do the work that's required. And if in doing that work, you realize this isn't the right thing for you, you'll lovingly take yourself out of it. That, that's an act of care to leave a marriage that isn't working. We want to work on it. That is the commitment we make. But if we realize that it's not really going to get any better or it's no longer really valid for us, that's the loving act is to acknowledge that. 
But let's not get into that. Let's again come back to you're overthinking it. It's a big deal. And there's also sometimes just a complexity in it. You know, so don't let the fun get sucked out of it. Remind yourself it's a party. It's a celebration. We're bringing people together. Also, I would share some of this very lovingly in a non-anxiety-inducing um, way with your partner. You know, hey, well, this is a really big deal. I love being with you when I don't think about it all as well. When I think about it, I get anxious, but I realize that's because of this big commitment I'm making. But that's why I step into it, because you stepping into that which makes you anxious is such a beautiful demonstration. If you weren't anxious, it might not have as much meaning, but because it makes you anxious and you're going to do it anyway, that, has, that shows how committed you are. Feel good about that that you've met someone that you're willing to do that with or willing to do that for. I think that's such a beautiful thing. A lot of people want that. Um, you have something good. So don't call it off. Don't make more meaning out of it than you have to. Um, nothing's bad. <laughs> nothing's wrong. All is well. And I think big commitments like this should make us a little anxious. Otherwise, I actually worry. So it's the inverse for me. If you weren't worried, I'd wonder why. I'd wonder if you understood the severity of what you're doing. I'd, I'd wonder if you understood what it is you're communicating to your partner. And if you can really live up to that. So the anxiety is a good sign. Don't panic. All is well. But focus on the fun. I feel compelled to remind people when they throw events, especially weddings, focus on the fun. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> Don't get hung up on all the small pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? Enjoy it. We burn things down sometimes when it should just be fun. All right, y'all. That is our show. We'll be back tomorrow. If you've got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics. We love to hear from you ask any questions. And then you can head over to wearechannelq.com if you want to check out past episodes. Scroll down, look for the show, click on it, binge, post, share, re-listen, send it to your friends and family members. Maybe they'll get some gems that they needed to hear. As always, y'all, thanks for hanging out. You enjoy the rest of your night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.